Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, ho. That family trip kind of hit, man. It hit. Uh, this past weekend, the Taylor gang was in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? We was we was chilling in Vegas. Well, chilling as much as we could. Yo, when Vegas... If y'all never been to Vegas in the summertime, that shit is dumb hot. Now, it's, uh, obviously, it's not the summertime yet, but it's just like L.A., though. When the temperature starts to creep up, like it goes from it goes from a all right, let me tell you how Vegas like in the springtime when it's starting to heat up, that is regular digestible heat. So in the summertime, that shit is why Lord, why did you do this to us? Or why is this happening to us? This didn't post to happen to us, type of heat. Um so yeah, uh, good weather out there in Vegas. Uh, chilling. Went to go catch a couple of basketball games um, at Doolittle Park. I'm not even sure what that means to the whole nation. If the whole nation is listening, but you know, I was catching some uh, some uh, a couple of AAU games. It was a couple of playing games, but it was it was it was some solid solid little solid matchups, individual matchups and shit like that. Caught that with the sun. Um, what else? I mean, cause the highlight was basically the live show that views from the seven had, but, um, you know, we, we took the family out there. It was our first road trip as a family, uh, in a while. Uh, I don't look at it as much as a road trip. It was basically, you know, Vegas is the second home. Go out there a lot. I haven't been out there a lot within the past couple of years for obvious reasons, but Yo, now that I think about it, we was definitely out in Vegas during COVID. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's not too many years I don't go to Vegas like multiple times a year. It's just um, now it's pretty much highlighted because, um, you know, COVID hit and shut everything down. But anyways, uh, we had an extra family member with us. We brought Mocha with us. So that was different. Now we have Mocha um, and it was cool. It was cool. It was cool to chill with the chill with my boy, uh, with 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 my uh, with my with my my young nieces. Um, yeah, just having fun out there, relaxing, getting away from getting away from home and things like that. Um, yeah, Vegas is just you know, Vegas Vegas is Vegas. Caught some uh, playoff games, or well, no, at the time they was playing games and things like that. But um, but yeah, but let's let's get to it. Um, Vegas, views from the seven live show. Um, it was solid. It was solid. Now, before I get to it, I would like to say this: I wasn't able to. Me and my wife both, we wasn't able to enjoy the whole show completely. Was we there for the beginning of the show and the end? Yes, we were. Now, why did I say we couldn't enjoy it fully? Well, because being being from L.A., making that drive to and from Vegas, let me just say this. I couldn't even drive all the way to Vegas this time. Now, I drove all the way back. 
or whatever. Which was weird because when I tell you the, when I break it down to how, it just didn't make any sense, dog. I don't, I don't understand my body at all. I know I'm getting older and sleepier early. Like I can't even knock out. I usually binge, give me a knock about two or three episodes, whether it was just different episodes or from one series. I used to be able to knock that shit out, go to bed at like two o'clock in the morning, wake up around six or seven and keep it pushing. I can't do that shit no more, bro. I can't do that shit no more. So on the way to Vegas, it's so many checkpoints. And I got a Vegas episode way back in the archives, the do's and don'ts going to and from Vegas. Um, very detailed. And But that's if you're in a different stage of your life. See, I said it at the stage where um, single ready to mingle. You know what I'm saying? When you rolling out with out when you rolling out with the fellas, that's a whole totally different ball game. Now I'm going to Vegas with the whole fucking family. With the whole entire family, I just said. You know what I mean? But I was out there, man, checking out my guy Spence, I mean skinny, the wife. You know what I'm saying? Um and I was there to support, you know what I'm saying? I, I I know I tweeted sometime last week or during the weekend or something like that. People people support in different ways. Don't expect for people to support how you support, right? Uh, I wasn't able to attend the first live show because that live show fell on the same weekend as my daughter's birthday. And, you know, that's not going to fly. We went to Disneyland. I was at Disneyland when they was rocking the, rocking the live show, and I missed that, and I really wanted to go to that one. What I didn't expect, I I assumed, and honestly, I didn't know. It was a it was an innocent mistake on my part. Um, I thought it was just going to be them performing, right? And you know, so because I had it all planned out, I knew afterwards I wanted to really chill. And the one thing that I really regret, like, and I kept telling my wife from the three hours all the way back uh, back to the crib. I regret not speaking to wifey. You know what I'm saying? And I met Spence for the first time. I had, this is my second time meeting Skinny. I had met Skinny at a at a uh, function he had last year. It had to. It was last year in September. Uh, I pulled up on him. He had he had something going on that night. Ivan had COVID, so he couldn't he couldn't show up that time. But now I got to meet all of them. As soon as I pulled up, Ivan was on the corner. Don't know what the hell he was doing on the corner. I do know. Uh, obviously, he probably was out there looking for somebody. Or he was probably out there stressed out. I mean, it's a live show. Niggas get nervous. I'm not saying he was. But he definitely was out there probably looking for somebody. I pulled up on him. That nigga gave me that. that nigga Ivan gave me that look like it was like a concern. You know, when a nigga pull up on you. You know what I'm saying? You yell out, a, you yell out his name. He's trying to figure it out. He does. Ivan wear glasses. You know what I'm saying? So the nigga could be blind with or without him or whatever. But then I, you know, shout out to Baylor. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, oh, what's up? Met the wife. Super cool dude. That, that, that nigga's a teddy bear. He might be a savage, but he's definitely a teddy bear. Cool dude. So he, all right, pull up. Glad y'all here. Made a joke about the car seat. Now we feeling warmed up. All right, let me go park it so we can get up in here. When we get out, I want to tell you my experience. I want to tell you, it's not just about the live show. I'm going to get my, I'm going to critique the live show and shout out to Spence because I, I, I want to do my due diligence, but um, I want to give you my experience because again, the disclaimer was I wasn't fully able to enjoy the whole thing. And I'm going to tell you why. Getting out, 
it was this one chick that got out. We got out at the same time. So we were walking up to the venue at the same time. Cold body. Me and my wife both was, my wife pointed it out. Like, yo, her body is crazy. I'm talking about her body was crazy. And, the, and it, uh, it's usually the outfit that complements the shape or whatever. Come to find out, she was actually a part of the first show. She was a part of the first show. I just remember, I remember she had pink pants on. And that thing was thanging back there, right? Um, so that was that. We was walking up, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say I expect a certain crowd, but just listening uh, to views from the seven for the past few years and things like that, you kind of get a gist of who's gonna be there. But then again, not because I honestly believe they should be getting paid for their content. Like, I think they're that that damn good. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to say I've been podcasting longer than them, but that group, I've seen, and I remember when I first started listening to Views from the Seven, the, the very first episode that I listened to, uh, it was an emotional one. You know what I'm saying? And I never, I, I don't joke about that or anything like that because that was a very serious episode. But the reason why I stuck with them after that is because uh, they was authentic. They opened up. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't hear a lot of niggas. I've cried on my podcast several times. You know what I'm saying? Talking about my parents, talking about Nip, talking about Kobe. Uh, I got choked up. You know what I mean? And for them to, they always say, yo, this is a comedy podcast. And they will joke. They will get on niggas. You know what I'm saying? They're not afraid to back it up, this, that, and the third. Um, so the first episode that I heard was a very emotional one. Never could tell who was crying or not, but I just know niggas was sick on that episode. Um, and I stuck with them and then they've never let me down. They've had, they've had different, they've dropped twice in a week before, like bonus episodes. They've had episodes where everybody wasn't there. Hell, even the cast was switched up at one point. You know what I mean? They had a different roster at one point, but the core, those three niggas, you know what I'm saying? Now adding the wife to it um, is, is, is dope. It's dope, and it works, and it's been working. And I think if they uh, continue it, you know what I'm saying, and do what they do, these niggas done went viral a couple of times. On my watch, you know, I've seen it. I, you know, it, it could have been other times that I'm not aware of, but I, I remember you know what I'm saying? It, it was a couple of times. The latest one was the, 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 the Pleasure P joint. That was, you know, these niggas got it. That's what I'm just trying to say. So I was there to see them, right? For some reason, it, was, it never clicked in my head that they would have other people performing and they was a headliner. It makes sense. Don't get me wrong. It makes sense. It's just that I was on a time schedule and it killed me because I'm assuming that we just showing up to see them. And then we're going to be able to kick it with them. Oh, I had this shit all planned out, man. I had this shit planned out because I really wanted to meet these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I had already met Skinny. That was my second time meeting him. He was the shortest nigga in the world there, right? <laughs> it's all jokes. Hey, I got a comedy podcast too, my nigga. Um, but Skinny is Skinny reminds me, if I had to compare him to a rapper... Uh, or anybody, it would definitely be like Snoop Dogg. And I'm going to say it, why? Because he's the coolest gangbanger that you're going to meet. The first time I met him, I see the nigga run across the street. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but I said, I, and it was dark. You know what I'm saying? 
And all I seen was just this little nigga walk right across the street. I was with my own boy, and I said, oh, my mama, that's skinny. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't meet him until, like, 20 minutes of being into his function. I'm in a function with a gang of niggas from Vegas. I know we stood out like a sore thumb. I said that on one of the episodes. Anyhow, man, I'm cool, nigga, whatever. Uh, so, like, again, that was my second time meeting him. First time meeting Ivan, first time meeting Spence, but I didn't even get to kick it with Spence. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, so we pull up, get out, see old girl with the pink pants, uh, light bright or whatever. Come to find out she was a part of this show. The, and I'm sorry. And I apologize now because I'm, this is the only time I'm going to be able to record this week. I got a busy week. So I wouldn't, I wasn't able to jot down notes and shit like that. And I, so I forgot her name, her podcast, but I, I'll figure it out later. Hopefully I, I'll remember it. I could bring it up on next week's, uh, podcast, uh, but she did a good job. She sounded like she was from the East Coast. For sure, sounded like she was from the East Coast. Uh, and want to say she she uh, she's over there in Vegas. But uh, she interviewed the chick that I was talking about that got out. Um, the interview was about her. I think want to say a clothing line that she was promoting. Uh, I definitely want to check it out. And I just really couldn't. I really couldn't. I focus so. I critiqued the whole show as a podcaster and as a potential host in the future. So I not only was I there to be entertained, but I was there to take notes and I was there to take in the experience, but not as a not just as a fan, but as a podcaster as well. Because I have been I've been invited to and I've been to a podcast live show before. I've been to It's The Real. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and I've been to theirs. Um, I, I was going to go to the Joe Buttons podcast in May, but we got too much shit going on this year. Don't think I'll be able to make that one. Um, but I've been invited to other podcast events. Wasn't able to make it because of personal issues like shit. The Podpalooza, that was like some years ago. I couldn't go in there because that was the same week that we had the move. Uh, Smoke Free Weekend. I was actually supposed to be the host or co-host. Shout out to D Murph, um, a part of that. You know what I'm saying? But COVID hit. Now they did have uh, Smoke Free Weekend 2.0, but that was still in the height of um, COVID. And even though it was in Vegas, I went to Vegas after that. It was either after or before that event, something like that, because I know we went for my wife's birthday. But it was a secluded cutoff. It was, you know, it was like almost like a private party because the Airbnb said we couldn't we couldn't have too many people over because of the COVID restrictions. So it was just the people that was a part of the Airbnb uh, thingamajig, right? Uh, but they did have Smoke Free Weekend 2.0, wasn't able to attend that. Uh, then there was actually another event. I want to say, I want to say there was another smoke free weekend event in Houston. Wasn't able to go to that one. So all these joints that was going on, I wasn't able to be a part of, um, TOS had a live show in New York. I wasn't able to attend that. So it was just a lot of shit that I wasn't able to attend to. And so when views from the seven had their first one, I was like, damn. And I was, I knew I was going to go. I knew I was going to go off the bat until the nigga said the date. When soon as that nigga said the date, 
Yo, at that time, it was my daughter's birthday. It was my daughter's sixth birthday, and uh, that was the tail end of us moving. So that two-week window, we had to move out within a week and a half. But that two-week window was my uh, birthday and moving into my house. So anything in in between that time, I wasn't going to be able to attend to. And I was so, I was heated, bro, because I wanted to go to that one. Uh, second one come around, this is this you know, we get there. Now, I will say this. We was on a time schedule and my wife was rubbed the wrong way. Uh, I didn't want to. It wasn't a much of a big deal because it was fixed, but they double charged my wife and it was a different price. And so my wife wasn't really feeling that. She felt like they tried to, you know, tried to get her or whatever. Um, it could be true. Maybe not. But at the same time, it got fixed or whatever. She went to the bar, ordered a margarita. I told her to give me a water because I was high as a kite. Not high as a kite. I ain't gonna say that because I was I was able I was understanding what was going on, especially when I'm on my outside of my elements. I'm not that high or whatever. But I think it's something that came up to like twelve dollars or whatever. Next thing you know, five minutes later, a car got charged for like fifty something dollars. So she went to go handle that or whatever. I didn't want to leave my seat because the motherfucker was sold out, and I didn't want to. You know, I didn't know the people behind me like that, so I didn't want them to, you know, put it on them to save our seats. So she went to go handle that. Everything was handled. She even got a free drink from the lady who was serving the food. They they had chicken strips and and and, and uh, fries going on. That, that shit smelled good or whatever. But I noticed how she was very attentive to, um, you know, the crowd, and she was doing her thing. She was she was in there working, working. I don't know if she was a part of the bar. Or what? But she definitely made sure my wife got another drink. And she was just, she was out there with the food. So shout out to her, man. I want to, I need to do a Yelp review. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Because she was, she was special. Um, What else? So let's get to it. Getting back to the live show. Like I said, the first person that was up there, the young lady, like I said, she sounded like she was from the East Coast. She definitely had another uh, woman up there. Two beautiful women. Two beautiful women, I should say. Now, I did have a joke. I did have a joke, but I'm not sure. I'm, like, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Even though it's a, a comedy podcast, you know what I'm saying? Niggas don't. I don't know. I don't know. I would I would just say she had a lot of fucking energy, though. She had a lot of energy, a lot of charisma. Um, she was dope, man. She was she was real life dope, man. Um the one thing that stood out is that she she did her she did her best controlling the crowd as much as she could by having crowd participation. And everybody know it, or at least you should know. If you're new to podcasting in general, just know that when you go to a podcast event uh, or a podcast show, that they're going to try their best to keep you engaged. Because when you listen to a podcast, you're listening to it that's off of pure interest. They're giving you their information, not just information, but their opinions and or facts. And you like it, whether you agree with it or not. But a podcast event in person, they got to keep you engaged because I'm not going anywhere to listen to niggas talk to themselves right in person. And I felt like she did a phenomenal job. She asked some questions. She gave away some tickets to an event that's going to be out there in Vegas I definitely, if I would have won, I would have gave it away because I don't think I would have been, been able to make it. But it's dope that she gave people a chance to uh, win tickets to, I want to say, a concert 
that they're going to have out there with some great names, by the way. Now, the, some of the music may not be in my cup of tea, but I definitely, definitely would have given it to somebody who would have liked those artists. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that was dope in itself. And like I said, she kept the crowd engaged. She worked the room. She worked the room all the way from the front to the back. Um, then the next person that came up, I, I, I want to remember his name. His name is Rob. Uh, he had pockets of greatness. No lie. But I, as a podcaster, I'm critiquing this as a podcaster. Um, he had pockets of greatness, but you can tell where there was like, there was times where he clocked out of the game when he, but he was, he, he had effort though. It's not like he was, and you know what? I got to give a salute to the first two acts because again, if I critique it as a podcaster, rather as a, a person that's coming to listen as a fan, it's two different type of criticisms. You know what I mean? But at the same time, both, both can meet up in the same pathway of disrespecting the craft you got to give a lot of fucking credit to these goddamn comedians for all the way from the amateurs to the, to the professionals. Why? Because you, for the, to, to be up there in front of a crowd and they had a crowd. My wife said, she easily said that it was somewhere around a hundred people. I don't know. I don't know. I was, I wasn't encountering anything like that, but she just said, Ron, just basically at it like this. Just say there was 10 shares in a row or whatever. And think about how many rows it was. It was a lot of people up in there. It was a lot of people up in there. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know the numbers. I kept it safe and said anywhere between 60 to 80. That's a fucking lot of people. And you got people walking in and out, things like that, people at the door or whatever. Now, Spence, hear me out, bro. I got to say this. And it's not on you. It's not on y'all. But the people that were standing in front of me, I know they was there for the first act for the young lady. Her her support system was A plus, but nigga sit down, <laughs> sit down, my nigga. I'm trying to see. I was really focused on it. I'm trying to soak everything up. I'm watching. You know what I mean? I, me personally, set aside everything. I know I can. Ho I've hosted events before. I'm not a I'm not a veteran at this. I am not an expert at this. It was just random where they was like yo we need you to and one of the events was like for a church event um but I've, i'm used to talking in front of people do i still get nervous yes it's just like basketball i know how to play basketball i still get nervous sometimes before certain games but that's just what it is um no nah, they was just her support system was right there in the right hand corner up top and we was right there in back of them Cool little spot or whatever. But we had we had the section where niggas would walk in and walk right past us. We saw any and everybody in that motherfucker because they had to walk past us. Once you walk in, you got to walk in front of us. You have to. Unless you walk to the side, you got to come across us. So we caught everybody. We scoped out everybody. It's just that the people that were sitting in front of us was not sitting down. Sit your ass down. Or whatever. Eventually they did. But at one point, my wife was like, yo, if you don't sit your ass, it was... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was that. But Rob did his thing, man. And I can't critique it as a person that came in to see some professional shit. 
and they kept it as professional as they can as amateur podcasters and or whatever you want to whatever they consider themselves they did it they did it uh whatever i just seen that um they tried to keep uh, including himself he tried to keep them engaged as well and i gotta say bro you know it, i want to say that's this is my first time being at an event that i'm aware of man it's a podcast event where it was different pockets of support for different for the for the people that was performing. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, they I know they had people there to see views from the seven. I know they had people to see Rob. I know they had people there to see old girl, right? Um and yes, most of most of them stayed for all of for the headliners, you know what I mean? And I wanna say all. You know what I mean? I didn't really see nobody leave whatever i can't and honestly i wouldn't be able to tell because i'm not paying attention to everybody up in there but the headliners was views from the seven rob did his thing rob did his thing i would say before i get to the headliners which is views from the seven is that maybe cut the time down and this is why i'm saying that because in today's world the attention span is no longer a child's thing it's with everybody tiktok uh ig they are perfect examples of even YouTube where they cut up whoever you follow from the Vlads to Joe Buttons to Hollow, whatever, what, whoever you follow on YouTube that have interviews and things like that. Notice how they'll chop that shit up into five, five, six, seven, eight minutes because they know and even they'll put it on Twitter. They know that the shorter the clip is, the more views they're going to get. Instead of putting the whole thing out. They might put out the clips before they put out the whole interview because they know this is what's going to bring you over. Um I feel like the same thing. Like everything old girl did, everything Rob did could have been scrunched up into like take take at least 5-10 minutes off of that. You know what I mean? To where they can compress they heat, they jokes, et cetera, et cetera, instead of fishing to keep niggas involved or whatever. Because I, yo, I, I can tell you right now, being in front of all them goddamn people, not saying that it, they will make a mistake, but just what if all the material that they came up with wasn't enough for that time slot? Now you got to add on. And some niggas is able to do that, but they wouldn't have to. I'd rather nigga go over the time than try to stretch that shit, right? Um, but those were the first two acts. The the last two that I'm saving was is the host and views from the seven. The host was phenomenal. I forgot his name and I and again I for, yo, God knows my heart. You should do. Um that nigga was phenomenal. He was he was phenomenal. That nigga was good. If he's not a stand-up comedian, he should look into it. And if not, he should definitely have his own skits and things like that on TikTok, IG, whatever the case may be. That nigga was good. He was so good that when he came back on stage in between times, we was like, I'm glad you back. I'm glad this nigga, because this nigga is good. He's that good. He is that good. Um, views from the seven. Second live show came out, you know what I'm saying? And the fandom came out. The fandom came out because, but I seen Skinny all through the night. You just seeing him walk back and forth all through the night. 
Uh, Ivan was doing the same thing or whatever. Spence, I, it seemed like this nigga was just hanging upside down in this chamber, ready to be unleashed. I saw the wifey walking through back and forth, right? Um, I didn't want to. She was she she was shining. She was floating through that motherfucker or whatever. These are people that I usually see on camera or I hear majority of it is audio. Sometimes I will see them on YouTube or sometimes I will see clips on TikTok and or IG. So I don't normally get to see them as much or whatever. So now I get to see them in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to, that's not, that's not my thing or whatever. That's not my thing to stop people. And you know what I'm saying? And I know how it is getting ready for something. You know what I'm saying? It might not be a, a podcast live event. It could be something, but I know how it is being uh, backstage and stuff like that. My nerves is going and stuff. Um, not saying that I don't want to meet and talk to people. It's just that I'm trying to, me personally, I'm trying to be in the zone. That's what I felt like Spence was doing, just in the zone or whatever. They came out, they they caught the crowd immediately with the R&B. That was a phenomenal, that was a phenomenal thing that they did right there. I caught that. I caught that. And it worked or whatever. And the reason why I say it worked because the previous uh, people that was up there, not saying that they struggled. That's the wrong word. But I'm trying to use something similar to that. Trying to keep everybody's attention. Because niggas was talking behind me. I was focusing and I was paying attention to everything. I checked my surroundings. That's just, that's PTSD in general. But I'm noticing how they're controlling the crowd, the content that they have, the people that's a part of it, the people that's participating, the uh, the, the people that's supporting them, and also the niggas that's behind me, on the side of me. I'm peeping out all this shit, all of it. And I'm trying to engage and see how they're catching their attention, what they need to say to catch their attention or whatever. And it was sometimes here and there. That's why I said it. it was sometimes here and there in those pockets where the people in the back was more louder than the niggas on stage. And what helped views from the seven is that you got four strong voices on the stage, four strong ones. You know what I'm saying? And with wifey being the only woman on the stage, she has a much larger presence and her voice is loud. Usually on the show, Spence got a, law, uh, 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 a high voice or a loud voice. So does Ivan. So does Skinny. And I'm used to that dynamic or whatever. Wifey chimes in, still has a powerful voice, but you hear the guys a little bit more than her at times on the podcast. In the live show, she was like, she was like Scotty. During the flu game, like nigga had to take over, even though even though Jordan gonna do his thing, Scotty stepping up, you know what I'm saying? And it was refreshing. They controlled the crowd. They did. I seen the crowd slip away just a little bit, just a little bit. I don't I don't know who the niggas was in the back. I wasn't looking when I walked in and looked to the back. That was my last time looking back besides the besides the first act where she went back there to ask old boy a couple of questions. I wasn't looking back there checking for niggas. It was dark back there. But um, no, nah, they did their thing. They did. It, it, it was a dope. It was a dope uh, strategy where they had they had the crowd singing even even my wife was on the side singing some of the hits 
and things like that and got into it, uh, then you come with the controversial topics. You know what I'm saying? That's always going to work as well. And it was and it was dope. It was dope. It was dope. Here where it I fully I fully couldn't enjoy it is that we probably didn't get out of there until it was definitely after 12, somewhere between 12 and one or whatever. Cause I know once we got back to, uh, to, to, to the crib, it was like somewhere closer to two o'clock, 2 AM. And my thing is, this is regardless of whatever I'm in Vegas for is that Sunday morning I'm out. The earliest I like to leave is like 5 AM. The latest is like seven or eight. You know what I mean? Because we're talking about a mando three hours off top. You know what I'm saying? Three and a half, tell you the truth. I'm trying to beat traffic or whatever. I know it was a BTS concert out there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, and a lot of people, because usually to get to Vegas, three and a half to four hours flat, right? Heavy foot. This time it almost took five, almost six hours to get there. Why? Because it was so much fucking traffic. And we had took a piss. I didn't, I, everybody knows about the checkpoint. Um, and Barstow, the McDonald's, the train, you know what I'm saying? The Popeyes, everybody knows about those, that, that, that spot right there from LA going into Vegas. Piss stop. Niggas go use the bathroom. Everybody use that bathroom upstairs. Everybody has used that. Everybody has pissed upstairs or, or in, uh, Popeyes, everybody, but that, that, that pit stop right there, you go and get some gas too. Um, you knocking that's that's adding another 30 minutes. That's adding another 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So we're headed to Vegas on a Friday, which is the heaviest traffic going into Vegas, because everybody wants to get to Vegas early. They want to enjoy it as much as they can. And, you know, we had to take a pit stop. Again, remember, we got the dog with us. We got a little dog with us. So it's like that's different. Um yeah, so my 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 mindset was enjoy the show, but remember, yo, we gotta we gotta get back. We gotta get back. And I know I'm high, my wife drinking or whatever. I owe her by driving back, so I gotta get enough rest to get up. We don't have shit packed. We gotta get the kids together. Things like that. After the show was over. Uh, got on stage, boom, uh, I met Skinny again walking out. He was walking down, coming down the stage. Ivan, you know, everybody pretty much rushing the stage to holler at him and stuff like that, whether they know him or not, meet him for the first time, family, friends, whatever the case may be. I'm trying to get in where I fit in. Met Ivan for the second time, cool dude. Once you meet these niggas, like, you already know them. You know what I'm saying? Damn, finally get to meet Spence. He was, he was oiled. Cause a nigga took his shirt off in the beginning of this show. So I know any nigga that take his shirt off in the beginning of the show, the nigga is oiled. You know what I'm saying? He's already lit, ready to go. This nigga is on one. You had to be there for the show. I'm not about to break down the actual show to you uh, in detail, like what they was talking about and things like that. Just know that nigga, they got the crowd going. The nigga got booed. That is phenomenal podcasting. You got, cause let me tell you, if you, if you want me to break down views for the seven to you, I'm gonna break it down. Skinny is, he really plays the middle. 
You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he would agree with one side. Sometimes he agree with the other side. Sometimes that nigga just agrees with his side to stay safe. Um, wifey, that's the voice of reason right there. And she definitely going to give her point of view of the one uh, of the women's side, which she definitely did that night. Um, Ivan and Spence is like, uh, I'm trying to figure out a good, a good comparison. Like these niggas work together. They, they, they are like CJ, CJ McCullum and, 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 uh, Damian Lillard. But these niggas can also be Boston and the Lakers, if that makes sense. See, if y'all niggas don't know sports terminology, just know that Boston and Lakers are the biggest rivalry in NBA history. And CJ and Dame was one of the dopest backcourts in Portland. You know what I'm saying? Like these niggas can work together. That might be a bad one because CJ not there no more. (laughs) So, but you get what I'm saying, though. Like, they got a cold backcourt, cold backcourt. But at the same time, what's make them dope is that Ivan will challenge Spence because Spence has a very big voice or whatever, and I like that. Also, the comedic relief that Ivan has is A1. The timing is A1. It's the small things. Like, he had my wife giggling when he said that when they started talking about ugly girl, (laughs) y'all had to be there for that one. But when they started talking about ugly people, he said, he said they're good people too. <laughs> and my wife's still laughing off of that. Perfect timing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was just, it's just, it's just dope that the chemistry that they have or whatever. So for Spence, and Spence plays that role. And it's, and when I say role, it's not a character. He said plenty of times on his podcast, what he says, he might say it in a certain way to get people riled up, but it's his beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Can't knock that. I've never, I've never, I can challenge a nigga's opinion, but I still got to respect it. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it worked. You know what I'm saying? He got booed. I forgot what it was. You, he, he'll probably mention it on his podcast. Uh, but he definitely, (laughs) he definitely got booed. He definitely got booed, but it worked. You want to know why? Because he got the crowd involved. He got the crowd involved without trying to get the crowd involved. That's perfection, bro. That's perfection. But I have my critiques. You know what I'm saying? They can crunch that up. And I and that's it, it might not be fair enough coming from me because you're talking about a nigga that had a time, a time schedule on it and I didn't like it because I really wanted to go to the after party. They had an after party. They might tell you about, about that on a podcast. I wasn't able to attend it, but I definitely wanted to. I definitely wanted to. I definitely didn't want to go home till about six o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I couldn't. I had to feel if it, if it had just been me and my wife, then we probably would have attended it. You know what I'm saying? But we couldn't. We, we had to go back home, get enough rest and um, get the kids up and get them back on the road and get back home for Easter Sunday. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened that it was Easter Sunday, too, uh, the next day. And we had to go home. I'm going to finish it up with that. But at the end of the day, um, it was a dope live show. Dope live show. I would love to be a part of it in the future and so on and so on. Um, Yeah, it was that. Now, it was a lot of women up in there. So all the men that listen to my podcast, all the male podcasters, 
just let you know, it was a nice selection up in there. Now, depending on your bracket, you know what I'm saying? They had some, they had some lows, they had some highs, but they was there. They was there. Okay. They was definitely there. Uh, and that's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Um, like I said, we had to get back home. Uh, the ride back home wasn't that wasn't that bad. Um, Easter Sunday, we got home. I couldn't even lay down and rest. But we actually did a lot within a short time because I had to go to work that night. I go to work on Sunday nights and cook um, Easter Easter dinner, which was I cooked the mac and cheese. Me and my wife both cooked uh, smothered pork chops together. She knocked out the greens. Uh, the green beans, I should say. She cooked the green beans. I cooked the mac and cheese. We both uh, together as a team made the smothered pork chops. I fried them. She smothered them. And my daughter enjoyed her Easter egg basket. Um, the dog was happy. It was back at home living living life. I was able to play my game twice. Uh, found this new film with... Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson called The Cleaner. I haven't finished it, but that's dope. Uh, wife couldn't handle that, so I got to finish it and tell her the story because of her anxiety. And here we are. Here we are. So shout out to Views from the 7. I haven't even figured out the title of this show, but I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be somewhere tied around a live show. But they did a good job. If I had to give it a, if I had to rate it, if I had to give it a number out of a uh, scale out of 10, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, and I got to be honest. I got to be honest to my niggas. Um, from 1 through 10, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it an 8.9. I'm going to give it an 8.9. A solid 8.9. Yeah. 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 Give it 8.9. So shout out to... Um, shout out to you from the 7. Oh, and, that, and this is a, another thing that I kept talking to my wife about before I get out of here. And I told Spence this too. I was so disappointed in myself for not putting in more effort to meet to meet wifey. Why? And then wifey, if you hear this, again, I came up on stage, uh, you know, like I said, skinny, met skinny on the way down. Um, Ivan again on stage, met Spence, and it was just for a split second. I was so disappointed, bro. I really wanted to kick it with them. And then I saw wifey, but she was, you was talking to a lot of people. And we had, and we was on a time schedule. I had to go. I had to go, and I felt so bad. I felt so bad, and I felt so upset at myself. Like, I should have just put it. I should have just moved niggas out the way. I really should have. Maybe I should have stopped you when you were walking back and forth before the show started and while the show was going on. But I definitely should have put in more effort because I wanted to meet all y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's, what I, that's why I came out there to meet y'all. And it was just for uh, a couple of seconds. Even though I stayed the whole show Watch the whole show and stuff like that. It's different when you meet niggas up person and stuff like that. Wasn't attend the, um, wasn't able to attend the uh, after party. Really wanted to go to that, but that's how life is. Niggas are adults, and I had to do some adult shit. Uh, shout out though. Next one, uh, their next live show. Can't tell y'all when it is. Don't know when it is, but y'all should definitely attend. Y'all should definitely get y'all tickets when the motherfuckers go on sale. Cause when I say that motherfucker was sold out. It was definitely sold out. It was definitely fucking sold out. These niggas ain't lying to you. It was sold out. When that motherfucker first go on sale, grab the motherfuckers. Grab it. Please do. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't want to miss this because this is the group where you want to be like, I remember going to their shows in the beginning when it was just 100 people or just 150, when it was just 200. You don't want to be that nigga that's paying four, five hundred dollars because you want to get in good. You might want to get backstage passes uh, with these niggas. You feel me? That's it, man. I got to go get me something to eat, but shout out. Views from the seven.